This is the Life Ahead Podcast, brought to you by Apollo's Army, a couple of average dudes trying to do above-average things. Apollo's Army. <laughs> we made it. You could say. We made it. We made it through the intro. We made it past episode one, which is exciting. So... As part of what we do on the Life Ahead podcast, we want to interview local legends, talk about you know the impact they've made in people's lives and in our lives. And so today, we don't have somebody physically with us, but uh, if I can uh, selfishly talk about my grandpa today, I would like to. I think that would be great. Okay, then I will. So Alma Lawrence, my grandpa just recently passed away. Actually, on Arbor Day, I found out. So Arbor Day's, Arbor Day's the bomb. He uh, he lived till one hundred and one and five months. So you're, he's sturdy like a tree. That's, <laughs> that's right. Arbor Day. It's that's, fitting. That, it is fitting, actually. It's fitting. He he provided great roots for our family. I mean, there's a lot actually, oh, man. <laughs> dude. It's perfect. It's so good. Actually, I've never been more excited about Arbor Day in my life, but I will now look at it with respect even more than I did. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just I'll just go on some of the lessons that I learned. From my grandpa, uh, maybe talk a little bit about his life. I want to try to relate this to music still, um, and and relate it to maybe some things bands are going through, some things that you know people are going through. So I'll just get started. Alma Lawrence, 101. Okay, he he lived in Summit and had seven kids. Okay, so big family. Um, taught me a lot of important lessons, and I think that what you know in his last years, probably last five or six years, he he was kind of like a broken record, you know. And I think anybody who's lost a, a grandparent uh, or has spent time with them, it's kind of like in those last years they really just reiterate the things that are most important to them, which is powerful. And so his most important lesson that he left behind is just that family, family is what matters most. He'd always say, "I'm so grateful that you have family here in town. You're able to spend time with your sister and with your, you know." I've got my in-laws here in town as well and my parents. And so he would always just kind of talk about that being the most important thing in life over and over. And admittedly, I got to the point where I was kind of like, all right, grandpa, you know, I, I get it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm grateful, but it really solidified for me. Like no dying man looks back and says, I wish I had more time at the office. And I think that was really impactful for me to understand, like not one time when someone's on their deathbed, do they say, I wish that I would have had more time, you know, at my job. I wish I would have made more money. It's always like, I wish I would have spent time with people that matter most. And so for me and for anybody listening, like I hope that I can live that each and every day as well, where I know that work's important and I know that there's things that we have to do each and every day, but like, why do we do those things? You know, really to what end? And typically it's to be with those people that matter most, the people that will be there for us when, you know, the, the sun goes down. And so I'm really doing the best that I can to, to live that way, to be able to say, Hey, I have no regrets. You know, I don't want to have any regrets. I want to be able to reach that point where he's reached and, and be able to look back and say, yeah, I, I was able to put time with things and people that matter most. I think that's a, that's a super powerful lesson. And you, you seem to get that a lot from people who are progressing in life and age and everything, because I've had my grandparents say similar things. Um, and they, you know, they have had a lot of success in life and business and stuff, but they, they spend as much time as they can with, with family and kids. I mean, they, my grandparents like to go and, and have fun. They go on trips, they go, 
That's cool. They go do a lot of cool things, but but they always want to spend time with their kids and their grandkids. And, you know, I mean, we've had some cool conversations about your grandpa and some of his last years. And it's it's amazing that I mean, 101, you know, <laughs> he's know. <laughs> that's that's unreal because my grandparents are like in their 80s. And I hope that I'm blessed enough to get them for another 15, 20 years. Like that's, that's unbelievable when we think 101. Dude, it really, yeah. I look at 50 and I'm like, man, (laughs) that's just going to suck. Like that's so old. (laughs) Dude, it's twice that. It's actually given me a lot of hope. It really has. And I, and uh, that's principle number two, actually. Like I think that's what's, what's helped him to have the longevity that he's had is just work. The guy just works. And I think nowadays, I mean, work, it, it looks a little different. You know, obviously when he was growing up, it was very much on the, on the farm, in the yard. And he did that up until, which I do think is important. I think, you know, as far as health benefits go, like work in your yard and like you do, dude, I see, you know, I see what you've done with the place. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he really taught me the value of work. And there's, there's a quote out there. It says there's no satisfactory substitute for hard work. Um, And sometimes, you know, it feels like we're just stuck in these like little eddies and our life isn't progressing. And I feel like in those moments, we can get out of them if we just put our heads down and and work, like commit, commit to the job. I know sometimes in our job, it's like, we don't feel important. We feel like we're just stuck in the same spot, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. But if we're being honest, I think sometimes we have to look in the mirror and say, am I really giving this job my best? Like, am I progressing in my career the way that I could? And I think it's something that he has done in everything that he did like with yard work, with work, work, you know what I mean? It's like, he just worked hard and didn't make excuses. And I think just showing up and being the best version of ourselves, we can be is big. And that has health benefits too. Obviously the guy, I mean, again, when God wants us to come home, he'll take us home, but 101 years old, like you have to be doing some things right to get there. And I think, you know, just that teaching that work, um, you know, at the end of the day, there is no satisfactory substitute. Hard work will bring with it a lot of self-confidence, a lot of things that like people are looking for. Um, and it's interesting too. I mean, while I'm on this topic, I want to hit on like busy work versus productivity. It's interesting nowadays, you know, we feel so busy and we feel so like exhausted all the time, but even being on our phones for an extended period of time, an hour, two hours, three hours, like our body and our mind thinks like, holy crap, this is a lot of work because we're processing so much data and so much information. And so we get like bogged down, but the tasks of the day are still there. And so then it like adds stress. So there's like this feeling of busy, I'm busy, 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 but there's no production that's happening. And that's really key. I mean, just to go on a little side tangent, I've learned from my grandpa and I just, something I've picked up is it's really easy to feel busy and not feel like you're getting anything done. And I think the phone has a lot to do with that. And I think just like when we look at a day and we say, okay, um, I've got all of these tasks to do, but I'm kind of overwhelmed. I'm just going to put them off. Like that's, I think that's when stress really takes over. And so if we want to attack stress again, feel more confidence, feel better with life. I think it's important that we say, let's focus on the things that are productive. Um, put the phone down, which obviously my grandpa wasn't like living on a cell phone, you know, or on a, you know, I know that probably surprises people. He doesn't hashtag have a hundo, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, that actually would have been sweet. The that hashtag hundo, cool. you know, uh, but he, no, he, um, he was productive, you know, and, and every, every minute, I mean, he really sucked the life out of the days and lived them to the fullest. And when you think about that, like 
I think that that's something that we could implement in our lives big time is to be more productive with the minutes that we have and productive with, you know, obviously going back to the number one lesson he taught me, be productive in family time. When you're home and you're on the phone and you're trying to be with your kid, it's tough. It really is tough. And, and my kids are smart. I think, I mean, anyone listening, your kids are smart. Like they'll know. They say, hey, dad, put that down. Like, look at me and they'll say my name, dad, dad, dad. And I'm, I'm like, okay, I need, to, I need to check myself, right? I just need to be more productive with my time. You know, then we're not spinning our wheels. We're actually getting traction. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, he's a whole different breed that that generation is. And I think the reason that they were able to see all those things so clearly, um, it actually, I was just listening to a podcast episode before you came over that talks about how like our brains work with dopamine and everything like that. And kind of to add to your, the overstimulation of social media and being on our phones and everything like that. When they were working, they were accomplishing something, right? They're farming. If they're out plowing the fields or whatever, they could look back and say, holy crap, you know, I accomplished something today. And that releases that thing where the next day they want to accomplish something more. We get stuck. I, I mean, society in general has made everything so much easier. And it's great that we have a lot of the stuff we do that can help us from day to day. But a lot of those harder jobs that have been taken over even by machines and stuff, it's it's removed a lot of that ability to be satisfied. Like even in my job day to day, there's a lot of the monotonous paperwork and stuff like that. For you, it's cool in your industry when you're able to look back and be like, oh, look at all these sales we've made and stuff. You you get that that return on labor, right? You know, in a sense, it is labor. For and even sure. for me, like I can look back and be like, holy cow, look at, look at this. But when we're, when we're getting stuck in social media and stuff, which is for me, I've been off it for a little bit and it's been awesome. Dude, good work. <laughs> like, because seriously, and now if I hop on even for a minute and look, um, at something, I'm like, I don't feel good, you know, because you just see something that <laughs> somebody puts and you're like, from the outside looking in, you're like, wow, you you need these likes or you need whatever to feel something like go out, go hike, go do something that you can look back and be like, I accomplished something. It's not just a couple likes from people you've never met. Right. You know, go spend time with your family. Um, to, you know, reiterate what, what your grandpa taught you in these lessons. There's, there's a reason that they're passing that on because they can see it. They're not distracted by all of this modern technology, all this modern stuff that can detract from family. And not to say that you shouldn't be on social media because there's a lot of good uses for it. Right. There's a lot of good things that technology provides. You just have to find the balance. Dude, I love that. And I think I think people are seeing it more and more. Like there's help groups now for people who are addicted to social media. <laughs> I've been addicted to it. Truly, like even when I was competing and it was like, I'm breaking my body, but look how many people are cheering me on for it, you know? So there's, there's good and there's bad as with everything you have to have, uh, you have to have balance. You have to have moderation, you know, for as much time as you spend on social media, you should be outside like walking barefoot in the grass or, or whatever. Like there's something to be said about, about that and grounding, but. No, dude, you've touched on some, you've touched on some nuggets. I, I like, I like the, the phrase, like the phone, it's a terrible 
master, but it's a great servant. Like yeah. that's our cell phones. They are terrible masters, but we let them control us a lot of the time. And I think For that's sure. a good thing. Anyone listening, like take a mental check right now and say, Hey, am I, can I live without this thing? Or is this controlling my life? And there's things you can do to really make it. So when you pick up your phone, it's a productive tool instead of something that controls your life. So that's a way good point. And then actually on that as well, talking about the fake likes, you know, we're planning a funeral this week. So I've got my family coming into town. We're going to get together. And I think about a funeral in general. And it's like, will the people on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, like, are they going to be there? Are they going to be there at your funeral? You know what I mean? Are they going to be there at your deathbed? Are they going to be there by your side? And I had a very tender moment, actually, with my grandpa. It was a beautiful moment, you know, before he passed. And it's like, people on Instagram, if he was on it, you know, they wouldn't get that experience, right? Like, and he wouldn't want them there anyway. And I just think about that, like, who's going to be there for you at the end of the day? And so thanks for bringing those points up. Like, that's, that's phenomenal. And yes, talking about the wisdom that's being passed on. I mean, if, if everybody could just take a minute and imagine, like, just go back 10 years in your life and think about where you were, you know, in 10 years, 10 years ago, what were you doing? You know, who are you associating with? What, 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 what was important to you? Um, and then go 10 years in the future, right? Let's go to now and look at that and see the growth that's occurred and see maybe the things that have changed and what really has brought you fulfillment, what has brought lasting happiness, which I love the phrase, you know, when you put your happiness in things that are temporary, your happiness becomes temporary. When you put your happiness in things that last forever, it lasts forever. And the things that matter most are the things that last the longest. Think about that, you know, that last the longest. Those are things that matter most. And so anyway, thinking about that, okay, that's a 10-year span that we just talked about. Times it by 10. And times it by 10. And that's this dude's life. And so, yeah, that's where, that's where I feel I feel it's very important to take those lessons and say, okay, like you mentioned, the people in our lives, those elderly folks that want us to learn and grow, like they're passing it on not because it's like, hey, I'm important. In fact, my grandpa was anything but that way. He was like, I'm not important. Like the more he learned, the more he realized he didn't know. And I think that's true of, of us in life. But anyway, they're trying to pass it on because they want us to be happy like truly happy and have joy. And so good points there, man. Thank you for making those. Yeah. Well, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to turn it into a, you know, social media <laughs> no, no, thing. No. I like get off your soapbox, <laughs> but it's, I'm trying to tie it in just with the importance of being in the now with your family. Yep. Right. And, and I think in, in today's age, that's probably the number one thing that pulls away from that. Yep. And it's like you're you're getting that short term fulfillment from strangers when you could be making these memories with your family Correct. that will last forever. Correct. So yeah, if we could just encapsulate, I mean, even just that, if that could just be everything that we talked about today, what you just said, copy paste, we're good. You know, yeah. that's it. Yeah. But actually, I wanna I wanna relate it to bands as well and speak to bands out there. I mean, any band that 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 gets a chance to listen to this. Um, you know, in moments where we struggled, so we've been a band for like 15 years now, which is pretty cool. Like that's a long time that we've made it that long. And uh, in times that we've struggled, we've had our ups and downs for sure. But it was like me being prideful, right? Or it was a band member saying like, I want, I want the new fans. Like I want the girls. I want to, I want to make out with the girls. Like it's just moments like that where we want to take, take, take. It was hard. Um, but why we've kind of withstood the test of times is just the band members themselves and like our fans, our closest fans were like our parents. And like when we started, it was like our parents, you know, and it was people that were going to be there for us in the long run. And so 
I think, you know, realize when you're playing, yeah, for a moment, you've got the, you've got the, the light, you've got the, the, whatever you want to call the starlight, I guess you're the famous limelight, limelight. That's probably the right thing. (laughs) So you got the limelight for a minute and you're a star for a minute and it's cool after the show, you know, people come up, Oh my gosh, you're so great. But realize that those fans, just like Facebook fans, right? Like they will leave, they will go home. Most of them, right? They, they're not there for the long run. And there's other people that I just, I really caution you guys, you know, don't step on those people that matter most when you start getting more popular and more fans, like be there for your family, like be there for your friends be there for the people that have come out for you and supported you when quite frankly, you sounded bad because 15 years ago, we sounded awful. I hope oh, we thought we were so good. We though. thought we were so good. I hope <laughs> and that comparatively we, <laughs> we were right. Yeah, comparatively, we knew how to play our instruments, but we, we, we didn't sound great. You know, when I li- listened back and even five years ago, uh, right, yeah. right. Even the battle of the bands 2014, you know, it's like, we were playing probably 250 beats per me- measure. We were, oh, for sure. We're like so nervous. So- I would take pre-workout before shows. And just be like <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And during those times, there are fans that were there then that are still there now. I mean, shout out to your parents, Dude. you know, who have been there. The McGann clan has been there. You know, my yep. parents have been there. Like it's, it's cool to see. And, and throughout those things, like that's kind of what's held us together. Because again, the things that matter most are what last longest, and it's the relationships we have. And so, you know, I just I think that's typically the reason someone splits up. It's like you get obsessed with this with the stardom and that limelight, and you want more of that. You get a big dopamine hit after shows, but but if it's not lasting, if it's not with people that matter most, like your fans are going to go home at the end of the night, and you're alone. Like you're alone, especially if you stepped on the people that mattered most. They're not going to be there for you, and the new fans won't either. And then at the end of the day, you're alone, and there's a hole there that you cannot fill. Like you can't fill that hole. You have to be present with people that matter most. Yeah. Well, and that's why, I mean, that kind of reverts back even to what we talked about. The vision of this podcast being is because there are, there are people out there who are, you know, it's not necessarily a diehard fan of the band or the music, but it's the people that are going to listen to this right. and they're going to love it and share it and everything. And hopefully we can bring more people that, that, just sharing that energy and it's something real and full. And like, that's, that's what this whole thing is, is a family, like Apollo's army. It's not Apollo's band. It's Apollo's army. It's a good point. And, and we have a giant network of family and we bring in people like Brian and Shay, right? (laughs) Who just became family. And we have, we have tons of people who are, who are there no matter what and would be on or off stage. And I think that that's cool. I agree. So it's important. Family doesn't always have to be blood. No, family. You know, I actually, yeah, friends, friends are the family you choose. I love that quote. Yeah. And so I, I think just to tie into is, is give, give the people in your life who are always there kind of the attention for lack of a better word that they deserve when they're, when they're trying to be there for you. And um, yeah, dude, I, I would love to, know just a little bit more about your grandpa going back to Alma. Okay. Right. So what, I mean, you said he worked on the farm and stuff. What, what was his career? Did he have one? Yeah. I mean, what? So, I mean, it, it, well, it changed a little bit. I found out. So this, what's crazy is so my grandpa never talked about himself. Okay. Super selfless guy. So I had to learn, learn these stories from other people. There was actually another local legend who's passed away named Ken Betridge, KB. And he came out and it's interesting. I, a long story short, I mean, I met him in Oregon like on a church mission 
Okay. Even though he was in the same town as me <laughs> and he, st he started telling stories about my grandpa my grandpa, I knew him as like a really even tempered, chill guy, but I guess my grandpa taught for a while and he taught Ken Betridge. Okay. So, and I guess he got out of line, KB got out of line and my grandpa put him kind of bowing forward, just kind of like bowing forward. And another kid bowing forward that was out of line. And I guess he kicked one of them in the butt and they <laughs> smashed heads. <laughs> like, oh, man. And so I'm like, my grandma, you know what I mean? I'm like, is that even real? Like, it's just so funny. And I guess he taught, yeah, this like uh, bus driver, Larry Stubbs. I think he taught him too. And Larry Stubbs told me a story about him. And it's just like, it's way funny to hear that side of him. For the, for most of his career, he worked in like a government job with the like the U.S. Department of Agriculture, just kind of okay. helping farmers, and that's what my dad got into as well. And so, and it was a career. I don't think he like necessarily loved the career, right? But like he found other things that he loved. So he's, which was lesson three. When I get to it, we'll keep talking. Let's we'll talk more of those details. But lesson three, which is the last one I want to touch on, is just perseverance. The guy like not just hard work, but actually perseverance, staying with something. Um, you know, not, we, we just kind of have, we kind of have a culture where it's like, we give up on things, you know, it's just kind of, oh, well, if, it's, if, if this isn't like your truth then don't do it. But he was like, no, like my truth is my family. Like I'm, I need to stick this out because I want to provide for them. He built, built this house. He built his freaking house by hand. And he was mailbox number one in Summit, right? Yes, he's. You're talking mailbox one in Summit, dude. This guy is like Summit Utah. Summit Utah. So, but yeah, as far as career goes, I mean, he he, he had worked there, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and I think I think that falls back on that generation too, right? We've, right. We have created right. a, a society where it's easy to quit. You don't like your job, quit and go get another one, which. To an extent, can be good. I agree. Because if you're absolutely miserable, that's going to affect your family as well. For sure. But there comes a point, too, where like when things get hard, you can't just give up. You have to stick with it. Like We're all going to experience a difficult time. And what you do with that time kind of de determines who you are and For who sure. you're going to be, right? Our trials define us. For sure. So that's where that's where I love that generation. Me too. And just to like, <laughs> look, you've got to, you got to roll up your sleeves and you've got to, you got to get through it. You don't just give up. I mean, if we had given up on hard times, if people gave up on their, their families when time got, or times got tough, like what are you left with? I know you that's have to stick it out. And that's, that's so cool because I, you know, I experienced something similar in, in my profession where I don't always love it. Right. But there are, yours is tough. There's a lot of rewards and, and the same goes with any profession. Yep. You are not 100% always going to love your job. Even if I was making music for a living every day, there's, there's work. frustrations with it. <laughs> We've had some frustration. A lot, <laughs> you know, like there's been times where I've been, is this even worth it anymore? But like you guys, the family, right. the family we've created, make it worth it. And so you have to, you have to look at that and stick it out. So just having those influences that teach us that is so important and yep. acknowledging it because whether they're telling you directly or they're just living it, you should be learning. I love that. So that's why it's a good nugget. Like where going back to, to my grandparents, I'm learning those lessons just based on what they're doing. You know, they haven't always flat out just said like, family's number one, even though I know that's what it is through their actions. 
that's yep. that's where you got to pay attention people <laughs> like people people are teaching you and there's lessons all around you you have to be listening i agree you know i agree I especially now because there's so much out there that's distracting from that so it's important now more than ever to be paying attention yep. i think i i do too I do too. It's really so easy to be consumed with self that we just miss what's happening around us. Like it's very easy right now. Again, it goes back to the phones, distractions, things of that nature. And I like what you talked about with your grandparents. I think that, you know, it's important to teach and when necessary, use words, right? Yep. Like we should be living that way. So it's really cool you said that. And, and talking about just like persevering through the hard stuff. I like the quote, everyone wants to be a diamond, but no one wants to take the cut. Like I love that because it's like those hard times are, that determines who we will be you know everybody it's just interesting everybody you know when you're like on the couch watching people go through hard workouts or like seeing you and you're in your days of just when you're pure jacked it's like oh yeah i could go do that right but like when you're in the gym and you're hitting it and you're on day whatever 340 of, <laughs> of destroying yourself yeah. you know it's like it's not it's not fun anymore like it's not sexy anymore it's not and so there has to be something deeper and i just i love that concept of like the fourth quarter you know, it's the fourth quarter that like, that's the athlete because everyone's good in the first, like everyone, everyone yep. feels great in the first quarter, but what, what happens in the fourth, you know, what happens from the time that you're 75 to hundred in my grandpa's case, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's crazy, but like that is what determines who we are is how we, how we act when things get tough, how we respond to things when they're tough. So, and the, the difference cool. between motivation and discipline. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Motivation. It won't be there. You're not the always going to feel it. Nope. It's, it's when you do it regardless of how you're feeling, you know? And, and in some days you have to listen, like oh, if yeah, your there's... back is broken, you don't go try to pick up. <laughs> yeah. For you, for you, a hundred pounds. <laughs> I know that's nuts, but you know, if you're just kind of like tired or whatever, you go in there and it's, it's funny that you said that about the diamond because there's a, there's several quotes that are like that, like uh -huh. Ronnie Coleman, who is a professional bodybuilder, like one of the biggest and greatest of all time. Everyone wants to be a bodybuilder, but no one wants to lift no heavy butt weight. I'll edit it <laughs> yep, because yep. this is family friendly always. Always family friendly. But uh, but yeah, you can apply that to literally anything. Everyone wants to be a rock star, but nobody wants to practice or yeah. no one wants to put in the work. Like, And that's just a testament again to that generation of people like and to have lived doing all of those hard things for so long to live to 101 plus that's like different breed man that's crazy no it's 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 amazing that's, that's good stock that's good good tree amazing. seeds right there <laughs> you know good arbor day dude it's only it's only fitting yeah man i i um i think you know i'll wrap it up with with one more point just on that because i i think we're kind of at this perfect way just kind of a perfect place to end and it's just with his favorite song actually so um he requested this be sung at his funeral which is kind of cool this was his number one it's called you'll never walk alone it's from carousel and and really as i read this you know just thinking about okay 101 years of life perseverance you know putting things that matter most first how does a guy live that long um and really just deal with the ups and the downs, right? Because life life throws them out. And, and this song, it really, really kind of brings it home. And since we're this is this is somewhat of a music podcast, right? Yeah. I mean, it will be it will have music notes as well, but I'll read it. So the lyrics say, "When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high, 
and don't be afraid of the dark. At the end of a storm, there's a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a lark. So just talking about, you know, obviously the end of these storms in our life, there's something beautiful around the corner and he always had hope and he always knew something greater would come. He's a very faithful man and he believes firmly like there is life after. And when he spoke, I felt it too. I felt it too, you know. Walk on through the wind, walk on through the rain for your dreams be tossed and blown, which we know we know about wind here in Cedar City, okay? <laughs> Today is a very windy day. Walk on, walk on with hope in your heart and you'll never walk alone. You'll never walk alone. Walk on, walk on with hope in your heart and you'll never walk alone. You'll never walk alone. And I, I believe that. I believe as we keep hope in our heart, we're not alone. When we put first things first, when we decide work, there's no satisfactory substitute. When we have persistence um, and we keep moving forward and we have hope in our heart, that's when we succeed. Just always look into the life ahead. There you go. Very cool, man. Yeah. Yeah.